0: Welcome to Arc Audio. In this episode, we explore the genre New Sincerity with Tao Lin's 2010 novel, Richard Yates. It's about two characters called Dakota Fanning and Hailey Joel Osment, and while I wouldn't call it a pleasant read, it's definitely an interesting read, challenging our idea of prose in a way that I haven't come across with any other author. So I hope you'll give this book a try. And this month, Sarah Amane is here. Hi. Megan Holt. Hello. And Casper Eirik. Hello. And I'm gonna start out asking about the genre of Talon's Richard Yates book because it's been called post-postmodernism and new sincerity. But what is new about new sincerity?
1: I don't know if this book is new sincerity, and I'm I've been one of the advocates of new sincerity. I think, mm-hmm. or like one of the fanboys of it. I think this is an autobiographical novel written in a. Dense deadpan prose style, okay. which, which is postmodern, and it might be post postmodern, but yeah. I don't even like yeah. nobody even knows if postmodern is just not modernism. So what what works do qualify as like new sincerity to you? Yeah, how does that?
0: it differ from that?
1: But I don't know if I ever I try to never actually qualify yeah, yeah. works like it's something you can say very easily to yeah. give people a sense of where this book, for example, Richard Yates, is placed mm. in the literary landscape. Like, it's not Jonathan Franzen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not, even though I think it's in the family of it, within American literature, mm. it's definitely not Dave Eggers. Mm-hmm. It's not Don DeLillo. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not David Foster Wallace. Yeah. So saying new sincerity is a way of placing it within that post as something that comes after it. like which has to do with irony for me. That's like I was about the, about to say that, that is like the most important thing with this book. It's a it's a piece of
2: melancholic irony. Yeah. But at the same time he's also he's constructed quite an interesting way to keep away from an easy accusation of irony by by doing this this <laughs> what he was saying in an interview as the the like keeping to a concrete realist style where he doesn't like it, which actually appears on the surface like a kind of modernist trick for a while, like a, like a modernist yeah. method, and but like because you sample with the names, right? Well, with the names, but also with the um with the things like a uh, sad facial expression, yeah, happy facial and concerned facial expression, always facial expressions. They never look concerned. They always have a physical trait which he can then decode. It's never so mm. you don't have this method. Of, you have know, this thing where like. Uh, because with the irony, it's always things not being as they appear yeah, in some way. Exactly. Whereas he's yeah. like saying, this is exactly how it appears, how ironic, which is an interesting yeah. change.
0: But also all the declarative sentences, this seems like maybe an artistic way of decoding the world, because it's never descriptive. It sounds like someone once taught him that when someone has this facial expression, it means this. And he's all the time referring to something that he was taught, but like hasn't maybe really
1: understood. Mm. For me, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think it, for me it's about kind of like this, how this book tries to not take a moral stance. The way of um, describing facial expressions as something physical mm. that you then decode is a way of being exactly sincere mm-hmm. about this is my interpretation of mm. how this looks. Mm. And instead of saying this pe- this person is sad. Mm then that is a way of imposing them with the feeling that you can't ever be certain of without it being like solipsism or something. But it's still, it's just like, this is my, this is my, maybe, and that's how it seems autistic. This is my very subjective, like interpretation Mm. of uh, small things happening
2: around me. Actually, actually, does that make sense to me? Yeah. Because it's almost like he's the, the the characters are, well, especially the Haley Joel Osment character is being very open and honest with the, his feelings. Every time he feels yeah. sad, he never conceals that, even if it would be to the um, benefit of people around him. He always just tells, well, the Dakota Fanning character, you're making me feel bad. And he's outraged when she's been lying to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That point is a good point where the Haley Joel Osment character, which is like undoubtedly Taulyn himself. Mm. But um, it's a good point point in the book I mean that that kind of sincerity in the book like his willingness to talk about emotions Mm -hmm. become a kind of violence towards her Mm -hmm. and like so how and I think that's a really good portrait of how sharing one's feelings can also be like imposing a new kind of uh, I was I was almost about to say a new normal for feelings, hmm. being really good to talk about what yeah. you're doing, be, being really good mm. at analyzing cognitively or whatever, mm. narratively what you're doing and what is going on. Mm. Uh, but he's not
0: very good at that. He's like super mean about it, actually.
1: Yeah, but he's but he's very but but he's very explicit about it or it's it's the way the character functions is like that is his drive to like yes. try to it's almost like you don't have actual places in the book. It's more like you have
2: emotions that he's trying to navigate in place mm. to make sense mm. or something. And I, th- I think actually the thing that you were saying that makes it feel autistic to, is that it, it's actually that first order thing. So like his first order thing is I need to express my feelings.
0: Exactly and he takes... Mm,
3: then no, there's okay. no second
2: order of like how will that make this person feel. There's no
0: yeah.
2: mm, if I express my feelings.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
0: There's absolutely no empathy.
2: Well yeah, what it's... To begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's mute, yeah, and not later on really either, because it's this mutual codependence relationship, isn't it? It's not so yeah. much that they really like each other, it's much as they just really need each other to exist and have someone.
1: I think it feels like the, the emotions um, have become kind of instrumental. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not... Because it's exactly not, like the reason for having emotions and talking about them is it isn't to gain or express empathy. It's to figure out what to do. Mm. And what to yeah. do and what to uh, get meaning out of seems to be like the big problem in the book. Mm. Both in like within the relationship that maybe, I, I remember this kind of sense that this older Haley Joel Osmond was self-aware about it as well. That it mm. wasn't a healthy relationship and he feels he feels some kind of responsibility. Mm. Like some mm. kind of uneasiness himself. Mm. Mm. But he isn't able to act upon it or he No,
0: he sort of tries to explain it to her, but mostly it's like her who needs to get better.
1: But like yeah.
0: There's not a lot of self critique at this point.
1: One of one of the core scenes that really that is stuck with me, like and I can almost is like the the moment when he says you you keep you keep saying you'll do these things but you never do them yeah right yeah, yeah. you you keep saying you'll change but you never change mm.
0: yeah and I lecture you and for two days you do what I tell you and then you drop it
1: yeah but still it's not it feels like he's all also trying to like motivate her in some kind of really absurd way like he really wants her to he really wants Dakota Fanning to to do something get better
0: but for him right so yeah
1: she's a like yeah because one of the things she has to do is lose weight as well yeah, right? yeah because yeah. he
0: doesn't like obese people he has this yeah. whole rant about how you shouldn't take up too much space yeah and it really provokes him when she is chubby and i don't think yeah. she's obese it she's not chubby
1: though she's in the book either
0: yeah she they talk about a lot about her weight and how she used to weigh less and now she's yeah. a little chubby um, Yeah. And that really makes him angry because he respects her less because of that. Because it's a lack of willpower. Yeah. So she needs to better herself
1: for him. But that's that's where I feel we can we can locate in the book that this is not a sympathetic main character. No. It's not a it's not a mm. prota- protagonist that wants to tell you. Uh, how the world is good and how he is good mm. in the world. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a protagonist mm-hmm. that wants to be sincere exactly
2: yeah. about how he is also fucked up. Mm. Does that you were talking the other day about that um essay of rough aesthetics? Maybe this fits into that actually. How? In that it's yes, it's, it's not about in, a moral in, goodness.
0: Yeah, in order to really show how the world is, yeah. you have to go along with it and yeah. play into that and play on those terms. You have to
2: be somewhat evil. About yeah. It. Yeah. But exactly.
0: literature
1: has never been about yeah, yeah. good. Like the whole moralistic yeah. turn in literature is one of the things that really annoys me the yeah, most yeah. and I think one of the reasons why
2: I started reading some of these authors. No, but that's that's but it was just it was like in the context of like, you know, what gets funding is usually things that say and
0: people who are on the right side of history and yeah. are very ethical and moralizing yeah. and mm-hmm. Um. and
1: fuck those people I mean Mm. literature isn't and that's where I feel this is a good book Mm -hmm. like mm, within taste and stuff it's creating a space for having some feelings even though they seem unsympathetic, even though they seem like it's not what we're getting told to do, Mm -hmm. we're getting told to control our emotions we're getting told to do something with our lives And I think this is, like, something for the authorship as well. What is happening in Tallinn. He's trying to establish rooms where it's okay to feel different.
0: And I think think that's the strength of this book, too. That it has no purpose. That there's no outer voice or anything. And... It's not telling you to just step into life and love someone, exactly. because pain won't hurt you or kill you. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing
1: about that.: No, it's no just, one it's in it.: And it's
0: just that pen and nothing really happens. It's like but, it, it,
1: but that's what people always say. I mean, I think when I read this book, I really felt like this was the first time I read something Taolin, that was really narrative. And that really went places, like physically mm. as well. Like, there's a lot of travel in the book, mm. Mm. and there's a lot of travel in shoplifting as well. Actually, but I mean, he goes back and forth. Mm. There's like there's actual there's actual movement in like the character's development as well. Like. Shit happened between Dakota Fanning and her mom. They're like in her house, and they, like dr- There's drama in this book. Mm. And drama wasn't something that was there before, mm-hmm. not even in EeE or bed. I feel like the drama was always funny, mm-hmm. yeah. or it wasn't. But it wasn't drama. It was just absurd things happening that mm-hmm. seemed like really exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this book is unexciting. Mm. it is unexcitingly unexcitedly good
0: yeah, yeah. but what is Somehow. it about it because yeah there is drama and he does travel around he's at his brother's place in Connecticut and he's in yeah. Florida but i mean i had to read it twice to really notice these things because then, it's mm, like, then, but then this
2: travels past them. this travels of a particular character it's it's commuting for a relationship and it's like established roots to family settings mm. like it so it's like so as you say it, it is both movement but it's also contained within like the gestures of normative relations. So it's kind of, it's both constrained yeah. and free at the same time in that way.
0: I don't <laughs> know it felt like <laughs> it
2: sounded <laughs> deep. <laughs> it <laughs> sounded I, I I got a premise there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I don't know, it didn't feel so much like a book as much as a no. series of, like, stop-motion pictures. Mm. Maybe it was the sad facial oh. impression, and then he did that, and he did that, and they did... And, like, it was no, like, describing how they had sex, just and then they had sex. Yeah, mm. I mean, to me, it was very much like, it was like reading the, the minutes from
3: a meeting, because stuff happens in a meeting, but it's not especially compelling reading. No. It just tells you, he said that, she said that.
1: But I keep... Ever since I started reading Talin, I think I've I've always thought of that interview with David Foster Wallace where he says like I think the people that are gonna um, like do a purposeful rebellion or something mm. like this is like frequent, mm. right? Is gonna be the one they don't repel down buildings. Mm. They don't do exciting stuff. Mm. Like the, the real mm. rebellious things is being really boring is sitting down and thinking about what is happening. Mm-hmm. And opposed to this, we have like the media thing, like action, power, and sex and mm-hmm. violence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it feels like those things are exactly what are structuring what can be in Taolin's book. Yeah. So when you have sex, it just says they had sex. And then mm-hmm. you know, well, then you can come
2: up with some kind of saucy description to get mm-hmm. horny or something mm-hmm. yourself. But then, I don't, but then actually, what's interesting with that is that it's. It's almost, he actually denies the possibility of that because the way that he will tack it to the end of a sentence then actually creates kind of like a perfunctory description. They had sex because they kind of felt like that was the thing to do, but I mean, it was, yeah. but also it's like because of the pressure of their own arrangement that they they are. But I mean, for me, and maybe I'm just,
1: I don't know, maybe, maybe I like his authorship too much or his writing too much. In that sense. But I really just, I really like that kind of approach mm. to describing or writing about the world. Mm. I mean, they felt like they had to have sex is way more interesting yeah. than having sex. Yeah. Right? Mm. The, the feelings of who you're supposed to be in a relationship. Mm. But, but this is, for me, this is uncomfortable to talk about with this book as well because of what happened around it. Like because of Ellen Kennedy now called ER like suing him for using uh, the emails in the book. Mm-hmm. And she's
0: the one called Dakota Fanning in the book.
2: Yeah, she is. She she mm-hmm. must, like she is. Yes. Well, that's well, that's she when, she when you sue. sue. That's yeah. like Dick, Dick Hebdige suing, <laughs> suing Chris Krause. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. but that, now, now you know who you are. And of course, and that
1: brings that whole emotional violence aspect a kind of I don't know seriousness yeah to it afterwards
2: that feels uncomfortable I guess that's also I mean maybe that's, that's why it ends up being called New Sincerity because he's coming up and just saying this is what I did this is what I am yeah and and then saying you you judge this if you will yeah um, I am just reporting facts I'm open to you but that again becomes like a that sort of double thing where you just say look how upfront I'm being I'm not being manipulative at all which is actually a move to say I'm taking control of the situation yeah and that's what happens in the movie <laughs> yeah movie, yeah, right?
1: yeah. So, it, so that's so the book itself says something that the character also does that is unsympathetic mm. and that that's I mean that is something that's problematic about new sincerity as well, like the the right to describe things. Yeah. If you don't, if you just, if you feel that you're allowed to just describe some kind of situation that involves other people, mm. and you don't yeah. take responsibility for those people's role, but how does or that roles in the story? Yeah. Then I think then you're then we're beyond the whole whether literature can be uh evil in a good way or something mm. then it's just unethical writing. yeah like the the
2: gesture of writing is unethical but is it is it like something to do with the proximity to it because like previously you'd have people writing their autobiographies as novels but now it's like you have them reprinting emails yeah and it's that is, that, is there that loss of translation? But like I like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, it, mean, no, I think it's a good device, but like, for the problem that you're talking about, yeah. does it come up more? The problem with this book is because I felt like I didn't feel these
1: things when I read it. Mm. Uh. When I read it, I felt this was good. Mm. Like that sincerity thing functioned, those uh, Gmail chats uh, as a way of dialogue functions in the book
0: but the way of using people how is that like specific for the new sincerity as it's not specific for
1: it but it's a it's a a new sincerity i mean which is just to say autobiographical Mm. prose Uh is then that's an important question within that realm of Mm. realism Mm -hmm. Mm. what you choose to describe and the reason why this bothers me or is important to me is because that's what I do as a writer as well mm. right so I feel better than that mm. it's horrible but I'm, I mean but these books like that whole if you just use emails to write a novel I think that can be a really good thing mm. but it brings new uh, it brings new dilemmas to it mm. because you can't just claim that it's fiction because it's some, and also it's something that other people wrote, mm. right? Mm. She wrote those. But
0: before yeah, but before that there that. were letters, and people would publish yeah. those. Yeah. So yeah. But, but
1: I, I was, before that you d- you mm-hmm. couldn't be sure that that was yeah I don't
2: know there was there was, maybe there, there, was there was moments was of like it there was like more points along the chain for it to, to degrade like you could. The letters could be burned and then they disappear, or they could be. And, and whereas here is like, no, it's saved on this scoot Gmail server, and it's there forever. And yeah, you can oh yeah. be sure that it was actually. Yeah. Like it would.
1: It, it was would sent from more, this IP address. It would it was, it was, Have a yeah. more like fictional sense to it, like the the um, between the email and the letter. I think there is, and I don't know why, but it has to do with how we're reading. There would be a more like vibrating. Um, relationship Mm -hmm. between fiction and Mm -hmm. what was like the letters would also always be fiction yeah in some way and emails aren't in the same way I feel
0: no could it be that emails are usually I don't know shorter and more instant and yeah there's certainly the process like I've been
2: trying stuff with writing letters recently and you just change your voice entirely because you're like I'm I'm presenting a version of myself whereas when I I send an email I was like I need someone to know this Yeah. yeah yeah
1: Which is why I feel emails is really good literature, (laughs) because it we get, we we cut that kind Mm. of
2: presenter voice away. Yeah, but then we don't. We just make a new one.
1: Yeah, but I like the new one better. Okay, (laughs) Uh, because the new one isn't
2: concerned with. It's concerned with I don't know. It's like it's got a certain economy about it. It's like a yeah,
0: yeah. After and maybe it's less. It's not concerned
2: through. with being good either. Yeah. Mm. Like r- when you write a letter, you're concerned with being good. Concerned with
1: writing good. Yeah. In a kind of high school. Mm. Ooh, I know. Ooh, mm. this is a metaphor. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that, <laughs> which, which, uh, and that, which I will say is devoid is, entirely from and, this book. This is like, and that is kind of a, and that is kind of a, um, aesthetic of this book. Mm. I hated before I read Talon as well. I hated those kind of metaphors that yeah. wanted me to engage in a feeling in a certain way, because mm. it was so apparent that oh, and now I've written something beautiful, and now you're supposed to feel it. Mm. And then when I felt nothing, that makes mm. me. A numb person. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and this is a numb book in some ways. Yeah. yeah. But I feel more recognized in this book. And, okay. and mm-hmm. I don't think it's because I'm a numb person. I think it's because. There is a room for feeling things between those kind of yeah. statement effects or uh, like dis descriptive
2: sentences. Actually, that's something thing that's and like yeah, it's been around yeah. for a while. Like Kafka was saying that you know he was frustrated that you know everything was just metaphors. Yeah, he just got really annoyed by that as a thing, and then made a whole allegory story. Yeah, about then he made <laughs> <and Kafka>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good, it's just like good job, Kafka. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> nice sidestep yeah. to allegory.
1: No, but Kafka and Taolin has a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. right.
0: But yeah, back to the reading experience. Yeah, reading something and. There's also I don't know a kind of element of politeness to reading, isn't there? Because you can see what the author is doing and like, should I go along with it, and yes or should I not, and then become that person. Yeah, like no, I'm numb. It becomes very demonstrative. It's kind of like mingling with people who are bad at it.
3: Exactly what it was.
1: But for me, this is this also has to do with. Uh, what you're trained to read? Yeah, because I've like I read I've read the entire writing right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. from the first to Taipei, and this was the book before Taipei, mm-hmm. um, which is his latest and most autobiographical and, and not a deadpan but most like fact-based book, but I mean for me, I almost felt like this wasn't deadpan enough.
0: It How deadhand do
1: like, you want I don't know, but it was like, oh, he's trying to like he's trying to create a uh, forward movement in the story and
2: he's allowing the words so, to be linear. <laughs> so
1: what, yeah. what I'm trying to say, yeah. it, it it has to do with your automatic expectation mm. of what you're about to read mm-hmm. and also your feelings of maybe being at home in something When yeah. you read it Because mm. I can't Like if I sit down And I try to read I don't know For example Kafka mm. I feel unat at home mm. It takes like a couple of Works of Kafka Or like things around Kafka For me to actually like Understand this voice yes. mm. And what this voice yes. is Trying to do Within its own practice almost. Yeah. And so for me, this was also, so for, for me, that was an experience as well. Like what does the voice in Richard Yates do that shoplifting didn't do, that EE didn't do? And then you can kind of see this book as a transition now towards Taipei. Like, okay, so what was it trying to do? It's trying to encapsulate like the, the entire experience of being Italian. Mm. This I feel started with Richard Yates
0: how was the reading experience of this speaking of yeah. but did
1: you find it annoying with the Haley Joel Osment and
2: the Fanning? Right. defending oh, no I loved it I found it annoying around like about 100 pages in mm. like at first I was like totally on board with this and then right. I wanted I wanted another thing to happen with this and then I realized change names and, well not change names but like, like, like how do you make this either more annoying mm. or or like or go somewhere else with it but then I realized wait no this monotony is the point yeah, so why my annoyance is the point, and then I was annoyed that that was the point, and then it comes back around again like no, I shouldn't be annoyed at this point. Maybe I should explore and dwell on this feeling for a while. And it yeah. was yeah. But the book just doesn't care about no what no, you no feel about it. It's just like a chance.
1: <laughs> and nor should it.
2: <coughs> yeah,
1: but I feel like that is the that that's exactly a point where it differs from way um, a lot of other art in general. Yeah. Like it doesn't care about what you feel and what you like uh, invest in the fact that he's used other names mm-hmm. it's just there yeah it doesn't like there's no theme in the book that suddenly raises like the whole thing with ooh
2: why are they called Dakota Fanning
0: and
2: Harry Jaws what struck them. me was like um, I just saw an interview with him and he was saying that he'd called them just like you know filler names for most yeah. of the time and then yeah, that he, yeah and then, and dad then dad. he did like a gmail chat with <laughs> someone and said I should just call them Her jawsman and Dakota Fanning and then he said the way that he went about doing this was just going find and replace in Microsoft Word yeah and I thought I don't know exactly what that says about it. There's something about having him have, not having to have typed it every time. But I don't know if it's true as well, as well. but it's like the implication is like this repetition is actually part of the way in which that I work. The ability to have this kind of mass repetition that then someone has to read through, but I don't necessarily have to in, I don't have to instantiate the repetitions. Like if you're repeating music, you do have to make that repetition happen whereas he's just like laid it out and then you have to find it later.
0: Unless you on a computer. Well, yeah, like but you still, you, you still
1: have to <clears> throat> throat> loop it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, maybe that doesn't work as well. But I was kind of annoyed with it. Yeah? I don't know, like... But then I found it funny as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's, uh, like, the whole movement of auto-fiction in Danish literature, right? Mm-hmm. And where you'd have um, also, like, before now, <laughs> uh, like, maybe ten years ago. Is it ten years ago? Five years ago, you'd have, like, uh, books by Josephine Klogart and Björn Rasmussen, and their main characters was called Josephine and Björn. Mm. And then that was a play on, haha, it's the same name, but it's not me. It's a fictional character. Mm. And in this book, it seems like it's the opposite thing. It says haha ha, this is a fictional name but of course it's me like it's always fucking me in a book mm-hmm. like, I never I thought can. about
0: this could actually be Tao Lin because I know nothing about him all right so I never tied him into the but story the, and then the anyway.
1: minute it said yeah. I've never held a hamster once in my life said the corner Fanning yeah as the first sentence then I was like yeah hello Ellen Kennedy the, ham- <laughs> the hamster girl of American literature right
0: okay <laughs> so,
1: a- I didn't know that the title <laughs> that's great okay that is what it says right Mm. see I can remember these kind of things because it's so um, typical and Ooh, is it? We haven't even talked. It has a fucking inventory yeah, list. Yeah, like an index. Yeah, of the band, which is yeah. really Dave Eggers' kind. of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. this yeah. is the reason why he got in a fight with. Uh, so, like, the whole book is the reason why he got in a fight with Ellen Kennedy. The inventory list I know is one of the reasons why he got in a fight with Zachary German, who wrote uh, "Eat When You Feel Sad," mm-hmm. which came after Shoplifting and was a major, kind of, it was just like shoplifting, but it was another guy with another story. Um, but he had an inventory list okay. and then telling Nick that thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. But it's um, incomplete. I had to supply it with yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> pages really? yeah. it for the facial expressions. There are a lot more facial expressions yeah. than he owns up. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> Like, twice as many.
2: Yeah. But, but it's also like, how, how does one Nick an inventory, like an index list? Because it's, um, it's, that, that's just a convention of many books.
0: Yeah, ever been an IKEA yeah.
1: but I mean... Probably, but <laughs> it's in the Disney, same yeah. kind of pro style.
2: Yeah, and he did it
1: right after Zachary German did it. Yeah, in that exact kind of pro style. And but I feel like and i feel and I I think it's fine. Yeah, to I, just I feel I like feel I'm on Talon's side on this. Like yeah, like, me too. like, but like, it, 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 it felt like a but the. The deal is that he's this kind of anti warhol figure, right? Mm. And then he has these... like He's he's published Ellen Kennedy, Megan Boyle, and he's helped Zachary German uh, like come out. And then Zachary German actually didn't write anything published before he made a book on AFV in Norway. Recently.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But, I mean, there's this kind of father figure theme within mm-hmm. the thing. Where he was really dominant and and then, like, but he also, like, took the best stuff that they did and <laughs> then
2: did that as well. Um, well. That's how it felt with this book. Mm. But it has a, yeah, it was interesting to me, like, you said that it was a yeah a device used in a very recently published book before this one. It, it just seems like he thought, okay, that's what books are now. We have, yeah. <laughs> we have an index list, and that's just how we go. Like, But it feels so... But the index list is something that
1: points me towards Dave Eggers, for example. Mm, mm -hmm. Like the way he has those uh, kind of ironic
2: um, introductions to it. Yeah, he writes in the copyright information. Exactly. Until he gets really famous, then he stops doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of meta... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the paratext that
1: they try to manipulate that. Mm. That is very David Eggers. That is very
2: David Eggers.
0: But how was the reading experience? I don't know. You guys read it recently. Because I got super impatient. Me too and especially the first time the other time the, yeah, the second time I was more prepared but the first time I was really waiting because all the very declarative sentences I thought that that would at one point give room to something else mm. and I was also a little bit expecting the book to tell me what to do in some way <laughs> <laughs> or to read it almost you know, exactly. mm-hmm. Yeah, explain itself and it never does it never does
3: like you're, you're reading this thing and you're trying to figure out why are they called the Haley Jaws and why, why they called the Cody Fanning mm. why are they talking about hamsters yeah. why is there an index and there's Mm. No explanation. No, and anything. the book ends
0: sort of as it started. Yeah.
1: And no, yeah. Except everybody is a is way more unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> or unsettled. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. And more? It, Including the reader. Yeah. Isn't it just because it's sort of imploding? Because now they're together before they were like foggy little islands along with their misery. But No, but it's
1: because you have this promise when you read a book or if you watch a Disney film that then something's gonna happen and then they're gonna feel better yeah and then they didn't even though they tried stuff Mm -hmm. that makes you worse off right because you tried stuff and it Mm -hmm. didn't work Mm -hmm. so now you now you have one less possibility of getting better Mm -hmm. and to me that's how it is to be depressed for example like that is why these this book is is necessary in this style of prose you couldn't give that kind of claustrophobic feeling of why am i doing this what is the reason that he seems to install in the reader in another style of prose, yeah. I think. Because that is what happens in a lot of works that deal with depression, and they turn depression into something beautiful, mm-hmm. into something narrative and life-affirming, mm-hmm. right? Something and that you will rise
0: from and, and be And an that is person. not how it feels. No.
1: And that is the new sincerity, or that is the sincere thing about the emotional thing about yeah. talent.
0: Okay. I agree that the
3: concepts have merits, and the execution of those concepts also, are fine, but I don't think that that necessarily makes for a, a good reading experience. Or no, I don't know that no. it makes it good art. Did you like the book I, at all? Not while I was reading it, but after reading it, I started reading another book, like a, a more sort of standard type. Which book, book was that? I love Dick.
0: Alright, <laughs> yeah. so that is not a standard. <laughs> 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 I feel like the yeah. okay,
3: monsters like, yes. yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's but meant for the
0: reader, right? This does for, not
3: seem yeah. as if it's meant for the reader. But when, I, but when I first read it, I had to wait like a week after reading this to read *I Love Dick* because I was like, I can't actually read this because there's too much information on the page.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. Per- that's what it does. It like it terrorizes other kinds of literature yeah. mm-hmm. for like trying to tell you <laughs> way more than, than is possible. Yeah. But for me it's not for me it's not about making good or beautiful mm-hmm. art. It's about trying to do something different sometimes mm-hmm. that wasn't there before. Yeah.
2: And I think that's important. I think that was the thing that I took from because I was like I was as I was starting off, I started off at like pretty good pace in this and then I got it it wore me down. And then I thought, <laughs> okay then I'm just gonna take my time. I'm gonna go along with it, I'm just gonna have it in the background, I'm just gonna like take a bit at a time, a bit at a time, a bit at a time, and and it's just gonna be, you know, I like it when comedians repeat themselves over and over and over again, till it stops being funny, then it's funny again, then it stops being funny again, and then it's even funnier than it was before, and then it does stop being funny again, but then they're actually telling you something at that point. But I think there's also,
1: there is also a part of this book that is about trying to portray what it's like to live in Jersey. Mm. or in like the outskirts of New York. Mm. And which could also be the outskirts of Copenhagen, right? Mm. Um that kind of bleak, gray, gray and brown feeling that mm. you have throughout. That it seems re- it seems sad this kind of life. Yeah. In some ways, but then they also kind of have fun, but it's mostly it's just depressing and it feels like he's dealing and he's always doing that he's trying to deal with people that somehow have got left behind
2: well he's building commuting into a relationship yeah so that's like the most the most unromantic thing is that of that thing of like i have to wake up way earlier than i wanted to to sit on yeah. public transportation to get somewhere where I kind of want, but this is also an emotionally manipulative space. Yeah.
1: But I remember I was also really disappointed about this book. Yeah. Like the first couple of, I don't know, like the first 50 pages, maybe. Yeah. I thought, because I bought this in New York and then I got home and I was like, yes, now I can read it. And then I read it and I was like, it isn't really. My problem with this book isn't is that it's not upsetting enough. Like it's not... It's it's not deadpan enough. It's not it's it's still trying to be a book somehow. Like we're talking about it as if it's just like stating what is happening and stuff, but that's not what's happening in the book. It's way more. It is concerned with drama and movement and uh, and when I'm saying movement, I mean progression mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like
2: uh, forwardness. Mm. Yeah. So it's because so just because it's way less concerned than what we're used to doesn't mean that it has managed to eliminate that. No, exactly. But then, can it? Like, can you say? Can it, you say, someone, this is how I feel, like I, you're making me feel really sad, without also, you know, giving someone like mm-hmm. a sense of an arc, like you, that, that statement alone tells you that the person was feeling better than they were before than they are now. Yeah.
1: But I felt like shoplifting from American Apparel was better
2: than that. Yeah? It, it seemed more clean or polished
1: mm. or something.
2: I guess you kind of get the like kind of... With the way that they're always talking about getting the right vegan food, that they're shoplifting from Whole Foods, and they're, they're very yeah. concerned about this sort of pristine inner body health food thing in going Richard on. In Richard Yates. In Richard mm. Yates. And... But then, as you're saying, like, you, know, you want it actually to be somehow cleaner. Yeah. But at the same time, that's also their preoccupation as well. Like, how do I get myself to be less infected by this culture? And but here it almost feels like a parody. Yeah, that
0: yeah. was what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that actually felt super ironic. Uh, mm. And as a fuck you to everyone who is dieting What's and being that? healthy.
1: No, but it it makes you wonder. Like, with believability of the characters, it makes you wonder. Like, how how can you be so preoccupied with the well-being of your body and not with the well-being of your psyche where you're obviously making really really bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But they're also like not preoccupied with the well-being of the body. They're preoccupied with the with the signification of the well-being of their body. Yeah. So like they've got that level of deferral in it. Like if yeah. you could get you could probably find places to get like you could just eat some vegetables, but they go to whole foods and steal flaxseed oil.
1: Yeah. But the stealing part is important. Yeah. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's the fuck you part of it, which yeah. is,
2: yeah. All
1: right, but see, like, the whole, the whole um, poetics of the book is right here, like, towards the end. Um, I'll, just read a, I'll just read something from it. Mm-hmm. What time did I wake up, said Dakota Fenning. Did I wake up at 10 or 11, she said. Didn't you have half a day of school, said Halo Jewel Osment. Yeah, we have the times wrong then. I didn't start doing the work until 12.15. Then just add fifteen minutes, I still don't know what you did for two hours. I must have bullshitted around for a long time then. I told you everything. Don't say bullshitted. That doesn't mean anything. You should tell me exactly what you did, not just say bullshitted. There were noises outside the room. Dakota Fanning's mother came in looking at Haley Joel Osment, then Dakota Fanning. What are you two doing up here, she said. What is this? She said after a few seconds. You seem upset," she said to Dakota Fanning. "We're talking," said Dakota Fanning in an agitated voice. So I feel like the whole bullshitting part is like that is like coining some of the poetics, right? They're actually just talking about what she did after school, mm. kind of having an argument about it. Yeah, so, because they want to be. He wants to be precise. Like yeah,
0: and it's so heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. It's kind of stalkerish as well. That's what yeah. What it is like? I still don't know what you did for two hours. Like I need to know exactly what you did. Yeah, Yeah. is a control uh, mechanism, right? Yeah, it's. I think this is over. Is this over Skype or video chat? chat. Is it just Gmail? It's always Gmail chat. (laughs) Yeah. This is how I picture a lot of Towlin's looks on the world. Like if an alien came down. And (laughs) so not being more developed or anything, just another kind of species came down and then saw how we organize life. And that would seem really fucking weird. Mm. But
2: interestingly, Mm. their perspective is not superior. No, no.
1: And sometimes that's what that is something that annoys me. Like, why not go to that extent? Wouldn't you be able to like formulate something you felt would be better or a better approach to the world in a more direct way without it being moralizing why not suggest that kind of life directly instead of me for example as a reader and a lover of these books always having to justify them by saying that oh this kind of laziness is a kind of political project mm. that uh, that uh, defies modern neo-capitalism <laughs> like how you, can, you know how you can like like yeah, uh, yeah. uh, do A whole academic yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rape on this
2: book. Which on the was- other hand, I, I actually don't get this to be lazy at all. I don't think that, it, I, I think it's interesting that, that no. that's a critique that comes out, uh, because it feels like it edited to an inch of its life. Yeah. Yeah, true.
0: Yeah, because I want to say as well that I thought it was wonderful. The first time I read it which was a totally different experience, and I must be a really unintensive reader because it was two very different books that I read. Yeah. But the first time I was like, yeah, this is great because it's not okay in life to be passive, and he's defending mm-hmm. this position and everything. Yeah. These people are not passive. No. And especially not the Haley Joel Osment character. He really wants to transform her into something, and something does have to happen, especially with her. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so I read it and I also, the first time I read it, I thought it was a very moving love story and I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is so
1: abusive, this is so Yeah, he wants you to lose weight. That's so sweet of him. (laughs) No, but
0: because I... They're helping each
1: other. (laughs) (laughs)
0: internal language (laughs) that was apart from the rest of the world and I thought that that was really really lovely and I really liked it Um, because yeah that was something they had against the world but then uh, the second time I was like what is it they have against the world it's like mutual codependence and Mm -hmm. expecting too much of each other and not living up to it and just making each other suffer and sort of getting off on making each other back.
1: But maybe more than... Actually more than new sincerity that would be way better like it's a new kind of intimacy right Mm -hmm. yeah it's a proposal for a new kind of intimacy not ways of being sincere but ways of being together being together in a in a detached way yeah but but as an but as intimacy that still exists it's just not our romantic idea of intimacy yes Uh, or intimacy can be a, a melancholic thing it can be a violent thing
2: or it's like a like a very deconstructed romanticism where like you're thinking what are the constituent elements that I'm grouping together in the category romantic whereas like when he's when he say, he's saying to her like don't bullshit me it's like he's saying don't do don't to say you were bullshitting around because that's a category which he can't unpack mm. whereas like their relationship is you know they have the jokes they have they have sex they have um, the hiding from the parent authority they have mm-hmm. uh, the interest in the different pop culture and literary things and these constituent elements make their relationship but they don't just but they, they reject the things of uh, moral certainty which would be the necessary components to make turn that into romance mm. maybe yeah that's a good analysis
3: I guess I don't know <laughs> What irritates me a little about the book is that, it actually irritates me a lot, um, is that it makes me question why I'm, well, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that I question why I'm thinking about, I, I feel very suspicious of myself when talking about the book because I don't know if I'm finding merit in it because it has merit or because I just suffer from loss aversion, like... I, I want the book to be good because I read it and I didn't enjoy it. Mm. So I have to find something good about it. I, f- I feel kind of manipulated to find
1: good points. Yeah. But because that's our automatic way of thinking about books. From and an academic or from a like professional level. reader kind of way.
2: Mm. Right? We're programmed to try to find meaning. Yeah. Mm. I think that's also the thing was like, yeah, the, the thing I had the experience of like skimming it because it was just inane babble. Like, yeah. for a while, and then they go, shit, no, actually, that's the content. They're having to read it again, because I was just going through, because, like, okay, they're just they're just talking, like, some crap. Like, oh, wait, no, that's what it actually is. Okay, read it properly. And then you realise that this is a thing, this is a thing which is less, less at home with, like, the canon of literature, less at home with the academy, and more at home with internet conversation, which isn't always satisfying in the, to just in those other ways we could wrap we could wrap it up with some sort of like if people would recommend things that's oh awesome. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's kind of clear I, I oh, but i would recommend this book any day yeah yeah
1: yeah um but i re- i would recommend reading his first uh Talin's first collection of poetry more maybe yeah or his second actually to with this book. yeah like cognitive behavioral therapy or you you are a little bit happier than i am yeah and if you read those two books, and then read this book, yeah. then what is going
2: on here makes a lot more sense. Okay, I, I think I think I think I would.
0: <laughs> I should have done that.
2: Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think also I would um I would recommend it in the in the sense that it's, it is it is, ploughing new frustrating ground which is, valid to explore and. To the extent that I am a victim of a joke which is being, ex- being being done, it's like, that's okay because there's enough other jokes happening to me anyway, so why not this one as well, and there's there's, there's validity in it I guess, like, I've, I've, I think it's valid and I'm also like, but I'm cautiously optimistic about I, I want to see what else happens here I'm interested
3: What about you, Sarah? I would recommend it but I would make sure the person I was recommending to knew that it wasn't necessarily a good read. A yeah, pleasant so, read. Yeah, pleasant read. Yeah. Like it's like you said, like valid ideas and concepts and mm-hmm. new ground and all that, but it's not. Yeah, no, I wouldn't give it to my mother. Yeah, it's no, exactly. present. That's yeah. a
1: great way to recommend a book. This isn't a pleasant read. Yeah. If somebody came up to me and said, "This isn't a pleasant read," then I would, I feel like I would read that. Thanks, everybody.
0: Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> now we'll stop this so and African-
0: Thanks for having listened Next month we'll be talking about German author Unika Sjöhn And her third book from 1967 Called Dark Spring About a childhood gone terribly wrong Stay tuned